This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, as we are here to break down. Is anyone going to bet an over on the NBA playoffs anytime <laughs> soon? Holy <laughs> crap. Dave, good morning. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello, sir. Um, still trying to figure out how the Atlanta Cleveland game didn't go over. Um, I think a lot of people might be doing the same thing today um, with the way that game ended and a couple maybe baskets, not baskets, turnovers, dribble outs. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be really. We don't have to worry about it, though. There's no basketball today. So we can breathe and relax and talk about baseball and all this other stuff. we got a lot of things to talk about. How many hats for BVB do you now own? Um, five. 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 got to have hat game. Matt, you know this. I, I, I was explaining to this yesterday by Corbin, uh, my guy over at Lids, who I've befriended. He has a lot more hats than me, but... Yeah, we went we went with this one. This one matches the Dodger blue. I think it's called Royal. I don't know if it's called Royal or I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I would say it looks like Royal Blue. Yeah, yeah. that's electric uh, though. That thing popping. Oh my beautiful. goodness! Yeah, gorgeous thing. Yeah. Wait so you guys, we 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 got the specs coming. Okay, so we're working behind the scenes mm-hmm. to come up with this and do this. So I don't know if we're gonna do. I'm toying with ideas for the draft, Dave, as to like what do we do. Because a part of me probably to, stay home. Well, a part of me <laughs> wants to actually do like an Easter egg hunt. Oh, like a part of me, a part of me wants to tell people what? I'm going to, I'm going to have two BVB hats. I'm going to be standing in the sports book of the Mirage. I'll be there at three o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Come find me first. People who find me get the hats. Whoa. Something like that. I don't know. Something fun. Well, what about the number three guy that shows up? Well, then you got to find me the next time I'll move. Once I give away those two hats, then I'll move and I'll go to, you know, the win and I'll be at the win sports book. Is this like that Pokemon game where you try to find something? Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, you know, where's Waldo? Where's BVB? Oh no. Do we lose Dave already? That was fast. <laughs> oh, he's oh, back. We're back. Oh, <laughs> what happened? I don't know. You went black and then you came back. That's good. There you go. Right. In and out. Hi and bye. So we're good. So I don't know. I I don't know what we're what I don't know. I got. I'm coming up with some idea. You know, we may do. Let's a ask view. the kids. The kids will have the best idea. We'll just ask the girls. Okay. Where to go? What to ask do? Maddie and ask Kendall. What should we do to do this? And they'll come up with something that sounds ridiculous to most, but me and you will get it. And I think it'll probably be a good idea. I mean, we can put it on TikTok, put it on Instagram. We can do all sorts of fun stuff of like to find, like go come find me and like, I don't know, have a hat scavenger hunt type of thing. And we'll give away hats that way. I don't know. I, I, it may never happen. We may just do <laughs> one place. We may go to one place. I go, go watch that. Go watch it. I don't know. At a bar, at a, at a book, uh, f- for something. But 
the draft, I'm going to admit the draft came up on me very fast. I was not mentally like prepared for like, wait, it's two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from draft. Yeah. Two weeks from today. Not that the draft itself, I care less about the draft itself. I mean, it's in Vegas. (laughs) Like it is here. So I would say by Tuesday, I'm going to start getting the text messages. Hey man, coming to the draft. Where are you going to be? I don't know. <laughs> Started already this whole week for me. Did I'm it, like, I, listen, I, I don't yet. know. Yeah. I, 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 I keep yet. saying, I don't know. We're, I've been asked specifically, are you and Matt doing a show for the draft? We're doing our show. I don't where? know if we're right. I don't know where. I don't. So I don't know. We got time. We got two weeks. We got to figure this out. So what is a Pokeball? Do you know what a Pokeball is? I got to ask the kids. I don't know. According to SoCal DJ, he said, we got to find a plush Pokeball now and see if Matt will throw it at him to catch him. Is that Pokemon? SoCal DJ is a lot younger than me. So he just, yeah, he just yes, outed himself. Like a, yeah. He just, my brothers did Pokemon and they're 29. So how old is SoCal DJ? <laughs> ask, ask anything related like that. We just asked Farah. Yeah. The Pokeball is like, um, like the egg that the Pokemon comes out of essentially. So oh, but why do you throw it? Uh, cause like, you know, in the cartoon, like it hits the ground and I think then the Pokemon like comes out of it, like, like Pikachu oh. comes out of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you throw a Pokeball at somebody. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know. In, Isn't in it a sense. card game? Was it Pokemon a card game in the beginning? It, it was. I mean, t- yeah. TV show, card trading, whatever. Yeah. All this stuff. Yeah. A fucking scam is what it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> people like that stuff. Farrah. Come on now. Uh-oh. Are we having technical difficulties on YouTube? I don't know. Uh-oh. I'm getting I'm getting messages. It, it looks good on my end. Let me check. Uh oh yeah. We're off on YouTube. We're oh no, off. there we are. Now we're there. We're back. Everyone's saying bad connection. You I, I was getting messages on on DMs on Twitter saying, hey, uh oh. Check the connection. But I've got it. I I've I, I always I, I monitor the show on my phone. So we're up. We're good. Okay. Might be skipping a little bit, but it's the internet in Vegas, man. It's not, it's not the weather. The internet in this city over the last couple of months has been spotty at best at times. It's, it's, it's not been great. So then, yeah, you got us, right? It's up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> your your volume. It's a mistake I make every day, too. Like, oh, wait, the volume is on. I got to lower the volume. Well, I was on a phone before. That's why the volume was uh, on. Yeah. A lot of things happening here, by the way. Yeah. So there we go. So we're okay. So, uh-oh. Everyone's saying crash here. Bad connection. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, it is skipping around pretty good. You're max headrooming a lot. That's weird. And it's booting everybody out as well. Fair, are we all right? Or, 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 what should we do? Are we live still on Twitter? I think we're still live on Twitter. I mean, I'm still capturing it like normal, so that's okay. all good. But, yeah, there's obviously an internet connection issue here. Um, I mean, I could turn... I'm hardwired. I could try to switch to Wi-Fi, but that's going to skip a beat too. So, <laughs> don't know. We're still on. We're still. I still see us on. So, I got. I can always. Well, I always do a little test, a little snap test to see how long, how far of a delay. I love that we snap have. test. Well, I'm seeing how far a delay we have here when, <laughs> it, when I'm watching on Twitter. Just how far behind are we streaming to Twitter? And it's pretty significant, but. 
Uh, do we freeze on Twitter? Nope, we didn't freeze on Twitter. That's good. I mean, the options are to <laughs> just collapse it, shut everything down, and just restart the show, or just keep going, and then I'll post it. And yeah. Afterwards, yeah. We'll just, let's just keep going. We'll just we'll just do it, and then we can. If you're watching on YouTube or you can hear me on YouTube, you can switch over to Twitter. We're, we're live and streaming. I think we're fine on Twitter, but we have we're having some YouTube technical difficulties for whatever reason on today. So we do apologize, but the pod will just go with it. So let's go into this uh, last night. So four and zero straight up for. Well, four and zero favorites ATS, three and one on home teams, and then we get a four and zero total to the unders here. Does this mean anything for tomorrow in your mind? Nope. Okay. You? I don't know. I mean, I tell you, we'll, we'll get to the somehow on that end of the Hawks and Hornets game because it was incredible. I thought I was completely dead to the under, and it somehow hit. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I. My overall takeaway from the last two nights of watching NBA basketball is that those teams suck. <laughs> like they suck. They're really bad. Charlotte, uh, Charlotte posted a picture of the play in game last year when they lost by 30 to like motivate them. And they went off and lost by 30 again. Yeah. I mean, some motivation, like, woo, yip de doo congratulations. Yeah. Like, um, what do we do about that? This is what it is. You got the 9-10 games are bad. I mean, you know, they're just bad. But that being said, Atlanta's favored against Cleveland. So maybe Atlanta's not bad? I don't know. The Clippers but are favored Atlanta by four. Atlanta has a legitimate superstar, right? I mean, yeah. They've got the best player on the court. So I think them being favored is the smart, is the right move for them yeah. to be favored. But I mean, I think they vastly under underperformed this year. So I think they have the potential to be like one of those NCAA tournament teams that gets hot and makes a run. So that's not, I don't mind the Hawks being favored, but like just watching the Spurs and watching the Hornets, I was just like, man, alive. Like, these teams are way too young to be in this position. Like they can't handle it. They, they, they don't have a go-to guy. They don't have a veteran. They don't have anybody who's ever been in this position really before who's had any success in the playoffs. And it showed they yeah. played it like it was a regular season game. Intensity level was low. Interest yep. wasn't really there. I, I was very surprised just at the level of intensity and competitiveness lack thereof. <laughs> that I saw in those games last night and the night before. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, to those guys, it's another game, you right. know, and probably half the guys on a bench on some of those teams are like, man, I don't want to play another series. we got no shot against Miami. we got no shot against Phoenix. Fair. You know, and we ain't making no money. You said it yesterday. True. I mean, it's right. just, you know, they ain't yeah. making no money. So they're like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anybody quit and anybody. No, 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 no. It's, it's, mental, just, it's, it's, it's a mental competitive. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a mental thing. If you don't have yeah. a championship mentality because you've already made the plans for Cancun <laughs> and yeah. you're like, you know, my flight can leave. Like, you know, I, 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 I got the PJ sitting on the tarmac waiting. Like I, once I'm done, I'm on that and I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's hard for guys to have that. Like, yeah, let's go and try to take on your, like you're mentioning, let's go play the Phoenix suns. That's not, that's going to be fun. Like game one in Phoenix this weekend. That sounds like a ball. <laughs> like, let's go do that. So yeah. it was, it was clear, but you mentioned it. People who had the over in the Hornets and the Hawks game. I had the Ooh. under two thirty six in that game. 
Oof. Three seconds left. It is a 235 total. Lonzo Ball gets the basketball. Lonzo Ball drives to the lane. Lonzo Ball goes up. He gets absolutely hacked. There's no question. Lonzo Ball got, sorry, LaMelo Ball, excuse me. LaMelo Ball got hacked. No foul. No foul. No foul. Falls 235 and the (laughs) under comes in. The fact that it even got to that point. It was so frustrating. I was so mad. I tweeted it. I was so pissed. It turned into a damn street ball game. Jack and threes. Like, what are they? I mean, to be honest, I would have been, if I was Charlotte, I'd be pissed off. What they were just jacking threes like crazy. Yeah. Both teams just three, 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 three. And I was like, and they were hitting them. I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. Like, this is crazy. All game, all game was perfect. I went ahead and I, bet over 224 that was the lowest that it got because i was going to middle it i thought it might get down to 216 didn't get down that low got down to 224 so i bet over 224 so i milled it i I got them both but i thought i was going to go one and one and officially lose (laughs) because i had the under 236 and then man how it stayed under 236 i mean really when you watch the end of the game you're like i'm watching it going they got the over like they got the over. This is a this is a three open look, and then boom foul, and then but, okay, wait, you're getting killed. What are you doing? Let them walk down the court and hold the ball. Lay up. They just held. No, they held was, the ball. There was then, there was four points in like five seconds. Yep, leading bang, up bang, bang. and then no and then no points in the final minute and minute one hundred one. Incredible, <laughs> incredible that it didn't at 235 go and no points got scored. Yeah. I thought for sure that ball was going to get called, the foul was coming, and I was like, Thank well, God the refs had the under. The one before <laughs> the foul not wasn't called was he went up like to do a layup and bounced it off the backboard like it was going to be a dunk, a spectacular dunk, and the guy missed it coming yeah. behind him. Yep, and I was like, Wait a second. What is happening right now? They're and making they had it a breakaway. Like trying to get over. Yeah. Also, they had a breakaway that they called a foul. They had a foul to give. Right. So they they grabbed the jersey. Right. That was seven seconds left. Let the ball be inbounded. So rather than having a breakaway layup, and I was like, okay, here it goes. I'm dead. And then nope, no breakaway layup. Okay. They went back inbounded the basketball. Ball's kicking around. Lamelo gets the ball. Lamelo goes up, and you hear the whack. Like he just got <laughs> smacked. Yeah. No call. So what do you call that? Like I, I used to ask guys this all the time in a book. You call bad beat when you had, you know, you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. What do you call that? Like it's sheer, it, unadulterated luck. Lucky win? Just a bad lucky, beat, lucky win? Like it's a lucky luck cash? Cover. What do you call it's it? A, it's a lucky, lucky break. It's an yeah. even out to what it is. An even out. I like that. We could call it an even out. It just evens things out when you get the bad beat, kick to the balls, and you're just like, man, really? How did I lose that? I always tell people, you got to remember those games like that because it evens it out. You do eventually. If you bet enough, you get a break like that. We're going to call it the even out. I like that. We're going to call it the even out because – You've been doing it long enough to know that that happens. Yep. And nobody remembers those. They're like, oh, I had the right side the whole time. They shouldn't no. have even gotten that close. Blah, 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 blah. But you won. You cashed Great luck. 
There's no that I I thought at two and a half to go, I was absolutely dead, dead in the water. Dead. Dead. <laughs> and I'd watched and I had been following it. I've been watching it. I had bet it over. I was like, okay, I'm gonna hit to go two and oh here. This is great. And then my God, it all <laughs> melted. Ice cream cone in the sun of Vegas. It was just like I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then ball starts. Then Lon, then the mellow ball goes over his under 23 and a half. He scored 13 points into the third quarter, halfway into the third quarter. We're thinking we're okay. He just starts launching threes for the hell of it. Went four for 14 from behind the arc, but he shot 14 threes in that game. Kept chucking. What are you doing, dude? Stop it. Pass the basketball. Uh, so he scores 26 points. So he goes over on that prop that I bet. It was just a, a frustration if that had gone, if I had gone 0-2 in that game, because I was not 100% confident in the Pelicans losing or not covering. I thought if the Pelicans got hot and they did, the Spurs had nothing. I mean, they really didn't have, I love Murray. He's a really nice player, but he needs, he needs help in a big way. Yeah. And the Spurs just, I was very unimpressed with their defense. I thought they'd rebound the ball better. And so they ended up getting, I mean, they're down big in that game and losing it by 10 cover for the Pelicans. And I mean, Ingram got in foul trouble and he still went off and scored at will against those guys. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Pelicans now we'll see what they look like, but we got the numbers for tomorrow. Only one home dog. You mentioned it. So we've got Atlanta on the road here as a, as a road favorite against Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Do you like Cleveland to win this game? Cause I don't No. I don't. I think the line's right. I like Atlanta. I just did look. It said it. Uh, I think I said it yesterday at some point that all the days are going together. But right. Um, I think it's just the natural progression for Cleveland, and they can win this game. But I think this is the game they lose to get better for next year. And I think Atlanta, who took the step last year, knows what it takes has the experience and the best player in the court. I think that's enough for them to win. That's the way I'm looking at it right now. You? Sorry, I'm just looking to see. Are we totally off? No, we're not. Okay, we're not totally off on, on, on YouTube. I think Atlanta wins the game, and I think Trey Young is the reason why. Right. So I, I, I think you've got the – I'm going to bet on the best player on the court in these elimination games type of situations. And I – I think this is a um, this is a pretty big moment. I don't know how, how do I overstate? I don't overstate that. I think it's really important for Trey Young and the Hawks to win this game. I'll say that. Yeah, it's important. It's important for them to win this game. Making the playoffs and yes, going up against a Heat team and getting your teeth kicked in is not fun. But given how poorly this team played this year and all the expectations that people had, including me to follow up on what happened last year in the postseason, that everyone will forget about the regular season. If they win this game and they push the heat to like a six game series. Right. So I think it's a big moment in the, the, the career arc of Trey young. And I think he he'll put the team on his back and go off. I think he's, I think he's good for 30 easy in this game on Friday. Mm. <laughs> under seems like the play though. I mean, I was bet I bet under Cavalier Eastern Conference games were like Bulls Eastern Conference games, not as successfully bet it as the Bulls, but it's still a pretty big underplay for me 
on this right. one. Let the public bet this up and then come in and bet the under. Are they going to bet it up? I hope so. That's my hope. Because it's Trey Young, but if not, I'll take the number, whatever the, whatever the closing number is, I'll take it and bet the under. Right. And this one. And then I really, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what to do with the second game. Second game is 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 going to be confusing to me because I think the Pelicans are dangerous. Yeah. And if Zion, he's not going to play, but if Zion, I mean, <coughs> see the video of Zion? What is he doing? I mean, he looks good. I mean, he looks healthy. What are you doing? Just play or don't play. Like, you know, right. it's just, you don't need to be doing don't te- that. Don't tease your fans. Or no, I mean, like, what do you think? Your opponent something to think about. Gives your teammates something to think about, too. Right. That's true. Like, what are you doing? Zion, if you can do that, can you come out and give us 18 minutes? Grab six boards and score just, 15? Yeah. Just run, right? Don't even. That's all? Just, just run. Yeah. You, can you run a three-minute, four-minute spurt three yeah. times, four times? Come in, That's come out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I the number's perfect on the second. Yeah. The numbers, I mean, it's four. It just right. gives you that pause. You can make a case for either side. Total's a little light, no? 215? Yeah. It's a little Maybe. light. Given the Pelicans the way they play, how up tempo they want to run if Ingram gets loose like he did last night. Yeah. On that. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a really I'm excited to watch this game. I don't know if I'm excited to bet this game. You're excited to watch the Clippers and the Pelicans? Yeah, because like, yeah, because I, I mean, it's three and a half at FanDuel right now. So numbers come down. So people are taking the Pelicans. I, I mean, Paul George can go nuclear. I mean, he didn't play well. I I, played okay in the second half, but not great in the first half. And I mean, I want to see what, you know, Patrick Beverly looks like after all the talking he did. Okay. You don't win this game. You don't win on Friday. It makes it look even worse. With all your jaw and celebrating and talking. So, got to win this game. Yeah. Don't know about the number. I, I'm scared to bet it. I'll say that. I would lean favorite, favorite in this one. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, 4-0 on favorites. We're going to go 6-0 and on favorites. 4-0 favorites, money line, 3-1 and cover. Sorry, three one. Yes, thank you. Yes, <clears throat> we're going five and one. Only cover was the Nets, and they're up by thirty or twenty five, and they blew it. Correct, the Cavaliers. Cavaliers covered. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it should have been home teams won every game. Yep, home teams win both games, or did we see a road win finally with Atlanta? Because I think Atlanta does win on the road against Cleveland. I mean. I think the Pelicans can beat the Clippers too. I don't. I don't. I don't think right, these. I agree. Yeah, I don't think these are shoe-ins at all. I don't know. Um, I think the Pelicans Clippers game is really hard for me. I think this game is difficult to bet. Yeah, I, I haven't made up my mind. I'll need to yeah. do more research and figure out where I want to go. I don't know what to do with this. I think the game is going to be really an in-play for me. I think it's an in-play, an in-game play. I think you wait to see how the game starts and see what numbers you're going to get. So were you watching uh, the Pelicans game last night? Yeah. What point did that game, did you go, Spurs are done? Because for me, it was about halfway through the second quarter. No, not not for me. When when they cut it to nine, and then they had a chance to hit a three to cut it to six, they missed, and then two more buckets got put in. Then I said, it's done. It's over. 
Mm. Because the Pelicans could have blown that game. Spurs were live in the fourth quarter to make that into a contest. Oh, wow. Okay. I wasn't watching. I, I, I literally about, I don't know, it was just under the six-minute mark of the second quarter. I was like, thank God it. It's done. Yeah, no, they, they made a run in the fourth quarter. They okay. got it down to nine, and they put up a three. If they hit the three, it would have gone to six, and then I think it would have been on. I think it would have been it would, it would have been six and a half minutes Ooh. left. Game would have been cut to six, and I think the game actually could have – the Spurs could have won the game because I think the Pelicans could have just fallen apart. But they missed, and then a layup – happened on an offensive rebound to put him back by eight. <coughs> and then a jumper, I think for Ingram went to put it to 10. And then one, once it went back to 10, there was about four and a half minutes to play in the game. And that was it. It's like, okay, now they're dead. Wow. Okay. But, I mean, in these NBA games, they're so long that like it's and in particular in these playoff series coming up, if anybody goes up in a playoff game by 15 points, bet the plus points, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. just bet it. And I don't care what game it is. I don't care what, just bet it because you're going to see a run and you're going to see the number come down. You're going to, you're going to get a closer, the game's going to tighten up in the fourth quarter and the referees. I mean, look, I'm not saying that they're told to do it. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy theory, but just the referees, the way that they ref in the NBA, the team up by double digits, doesn't get calls. The team that's coming from behind gets the calls. They manufacture drama. The NBA is a TV event. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is a TV event. Okay. Really? This is breaking news. So in the postseason in particular, it's a TV event. And yes, it is. As, as I've mentioned, the players aren't making any money on it. The owners are. So just FYI, they need eyeballs. They want viewership and they want competitive close games. They don't like 25 point blowouts. So team goes up 40 to 20 in the first quarter. Jump on that dog. Might be stinky, but jump on that dog. Get the plus 19, get the plus 17, whatever you're going to ride, take it. Because the final score probably is going to be seven. <laughs> it's going to be a lot closer, yeah, to the original number. No question. I mean, I've been talking about this for a number of years now, and you really see it in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, In-game betting in the postseason. Just right. If you, if you don't want to bet pre-flop on any game, I don't blame you. Like. I don't necessarily like we're in the content business. Okay. Like podcasts of this show, we we're supposed to make picks and people are going to bet it and go do shit and not watch the game. Like us with their phones in their hand and be glued and like watching the number go up and down. Like they right. have better things to do than what we do. But if you have the time to do that, to actually sit and watch the live numbers and you have access to live wagering in the postseason, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's much of a value. There's much of a, you know, angle or an advantage to betting pre-flop on NBA playoff games. I honestly don't know what it is. I don't, if there is an advantage, I don't see it anymore. Right. And I'm looking for it every day where, I mean, that's what we're doing. It's the, you, you made the point yesterday, the algorithms overreact like crazy. Oh, and so if it's 10 to two to start the game, like, do we think the team's going to shoot one for 10 for the rest of the four quarters we're playing? Cause <laughs> the algorithm thinks so. And they're like, Oh, you know, a team that was, you know, laying five is now down by eight to pick them. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, no. What are we doing? Like, no. this is very early and you're overreacting with the algorithm immediately. So yep. I, it, this is what happens when you have computers who aren't watching with their eyes and you can see the style of play and you can see where people are going. You know, so that is where I would, you know, put the big picture in play. 
that it's more beneficial, I think, to wait and just to bet the in-game line. And then you can bet other sides. You talk about all the time. You can get plus five and plus five on both on both sides and have a 10-point deal. The basketball was not what the in-game betting was built for. They're fitting the in-game betting into the game, into basketball. What was it made for? Soccer. <laughs> it literally was made for soccer. So it's I mean, so a sport that has two or three scoring uh, events is going into a game that has a hundred to actually more really, right? It's the 200 scoring events. Yeah. It. So yep. literally a hundred, 150 times more. It's, <laughs> it's amazing to me. I was, I, I mean, I sat when, when I was, you know, being trained on the software. I mean, and again, I've told this story before when they started doing it, they gave me an iPad and said, we loaded up an account, watch this basketball game and make bets. We want to see what you do. I think I made 47 bets in one game. And they were like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I'm betting the game. You guys keep changing the line. I'm betting it. Like, do you have to bet it every time we do it? And I'm like, well, you got this thing minus eight. I said, the line was two and a half. I'm taking eight. Every time you get far from the original number, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Soccer has four goals a game is a lot. Right. There's a ton. So it was pigeonholed into that. And I just, I mean, one time I told the developer, I'm like, this is wrong. You know this. He's like, what do you mean? I said, we'd be better off leaving up the original number. Right. You watch an NBA game, just leave Mm -hmm. up the original number and let them bet it in between. They'll lay five, they'll take five. They'll lay five, they'll take five. Well, we're trying to generate action. I'm like, well, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But you're doing it the other way. Like, I would, I would literally put the numbers in myself. Like I, when I was watching an NBA game, if it was just me in one game, like last night, they were single. So I would sit there in myself and do the numbers. So I'd see it and go, okay, they're up eight. Let's make it four and a half or five and a half. You don't have to make it seven and a half or eight and a half, whatever the spread is. And that's what the algorithm does. So a lot of opportunities. Um, I think it doesn't translate to NBA basketball the most. I think that's the mm. most advantageous thing to bet in game. Hockey's tough. Mm. Uh, baseball, baseball's fun. Football, you can, they're learning, they're getting better with pricing. Like as a drive happens, your team becomes more favored, you know, but it's still out of whack when a team gets up big. You know, we saw in the in the playoffs a couple of years ago, the Texans were up on the Chiefs. Right. Yep. Huge. <laughs> 21 right. nothing. Right. I and couldn't the- stop the waterfall of money coming in on the Chiefs. And I knew it was coming. Mm. It didn't matter when I made the line. They were 10 and a half point favorites before the game. They were losing 21 to nothing at the beginning of the second quarter. And the thing said Houston minus three and a half. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, stop. Make it pick. Can oh you, my gosh. Are you capable of like could can you adjust as the bookmaker? Or are you are you a mercy to the machine? Well, I never I I mean, I was the one responsible for it, so I overrode it all the time. Okay. I literally I was told to do it a certain way, and I was like, listen, I can do it better. I can do it better than a machine. 
I'm booking the games just like we're booking a pregame, but I'm doing it. I'm doing the numbers in my head. I, I'll have their numbers. I know what it is. Let me just do it this way. And I got carte blanche to do it. Lucky for me, was able to do it. A lot of people just let it run. You see the numbers. You're watching all these things. It's just, it's good for the better. Let me put it that way. There's a lot it of is. bad numbers. Yeah, a lot of bad numbers. A lot of bad put numbers. Up every game. Bad numbers. I mean, every game, not just a playoff game. Every game that you're watching, yeah. it's is the handle is is the hold on live wagering. How do I phrase this? Is it worth it for the bookmaker? Like, if I put a gun to a bookmaker's head and says, "Do you want to keep live wagering? Yes or no?" What do they say? No, minus three fifty. Interesting. Okay, it's because it's tight, but. Some will, some might be like, well, it's yes, minus 350. They may say yes, some because they have a gigantic number of players. Okay. Um, and they have, you see the juice on a lot of options for um, in game. Mm-hmm. It's minus 118 on both sides for a straight bet. Mm-hmm. Like the juice is way more, but you can set that. I mean, you can set the percentage of right. the juice. So, like, I would leave it very small. I saw it, you know, I mean, the default was like 6%, which made the juice minus 118. Well, I was like, I'm not doing this. I remember telling Richie B. I'm like, I'm not doing it 6%. He's like, well, you shouldn't. I'm like, good. Well, you know, Tony gave me carte blanche. I'm making it 3.5%. So it was minus 112 on one side. It was minus 108 on the other. The margins were so slim. I just needed to do business. So I think you take two approaches. Leave it run. Leave the whole percentage high. Get what you get. Tighten it up like a lot of the offshores are doing, like some of the onshore books are doing. Tighten up the, the margins and the juice. Do more volume. Maybe you don't hold as much. Right. But, but you, I mean, if I told you we would handle $10 million in a year, okay, in in game, and we would make 500000 is it worth it? I don't know. I mean, it lowers the whole, whole percentage lot, overall. A it's a lot of work, it's a lot of exposure for, I mean, divide, oh, we ain't going to lose. We yeah, ain't going to lose. Half a million by 12 months. I mean, it's a lot of work for making not a lot of money per month. It's five hundred thousand dollars in profit. Yeah, no, no, it's in, in I mean, it's having dollars. It's good. But I'm saying you break it down per month. I don't know how excited I am, given the work that it takes to have it up, run it, make sure it's there. I mean, customer, that's what, customer frustration on certain things. Number changes really fast. Get pissed off. Hey, I had a bet down. I was making a hundred bucks at plus one hundred five, and now it's minus one fifteen. It moved on me. This is BS. Hey, that's that's the margin for the book, right? Ten million in handles, five hundred thousand. That's five percent, right? <laughs> so you make it. So you keep, you're holding what you normally would hold on pre-flop wagers. Well, I I mean, ideally, right. I mean, it might be two hundred thousand okay. for ten million. It might be two percent on. On in game, because you 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 have more sharp people playing. So right. I mean, that's the book business in a nutshell. I mean, it's on, a lot of work for not a lot of return. 
on the year that you guys booked a billion at CG, mm-hmm. do you remember what you held? I have to go back and look. Ballpark it, obviously. I mean, Five, four and a half percent, maybe okay. three and a half percent. Something like that was probably even tighter. Um, it's a good year, though. I mean, <laughs> I know the last year we did it. I mean, we were up over we were up over the state numbers every month because less people were moving the numbers, uh, and okay. more of us were in control of more things, and we were able to, you know. We knew we were done, done. So we were trying to maximize our positions. Plus, there was only three of us doing it. I mean, they only called me, Tony, and another guy back. So, right, you know, it was like, and, and I mean, you know, T kept saying, "Man, why are we doing so good now?" Well, one, we're having less, a little bit less handle, but two, we only have a couple people looking at these numbers. <laughs> Get the right guys finally. Doing it. Not that anyone like, you know, and then right, like and Rich and everybody came back and we were still doing good. So boiled it down. Yeah. To to to, to the to the cream. You mentioned offshores. So I, I didn't put this in the rundown, but I want to get your take on this just because you worked offshore. Yep. So the American Gaming Association this morning <laughs> sent a letter to the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, urging the DOJ to crack down on illegal operators. The excerpt basically is is pretty interesting, saying the American Gaming Association recognizes and appreciates the enforcement challenges associated with this former transnational crime, calling it a crime. Okay? <laughs> Offshore gambling is a crime and is grateful for the FBI's recent public service announcement to better educate Americans about the dangers associated with illegal gambling operations. However, the pervasiveness of this illicit activity requires more sustained attention and action from the Department of Justice. While these prosecutions and convictions may be difficult to secure, the AGA firmly believes that the department can make a strong and meaningful statement by investigating and indicting the largest offshore operators that openly violate federal and state law. <laughs> I mean, the American Gaming Association is essentially asking the DOJ to declare war on the offshore book market. They've been asking them to do that for 20 years. Yeah, but it's different now, right? Because now gaming operators who are in legal states are getting pissed off that the offshores are taking handle away from them. This go is get, just go get the business. Well, or they want the spigot shut off. Right. I mean, Jersey did it. Jersey geotargeted and said, you're in our state. You can't operate. You cannot, you cannot access in the state of New Jersey. You cannot access offshore books. I've wondering, I've, I've, I, well, I mean, you have a, with a VPN and to go around the location where you are, yes, right. you can, you can circumvent the system. There's ways of doing it, but it's not easy. I mean, you have to set it up to do it. You, it's not just some casual dude going ahead and logging onto Bovada in New Jersey. Like you <laughs> can't do it. So like it's, it's, I've wondered why haven't more states done that? Why is Jersey the only state to have done that that's gone legal that's shut off the offshores? It's hard to do. Not really. Geotargeting and blockation. I mean, it's I guess how your state constitution is written by the it's placating. It. It's placating to the legislators. I mean, don't don't be fooled that to nobody who? in New Jersey can get an offshore book. I'm just saying. What do you mean it's placating to the legislators? I mean to the politicians? Or to the or to the people who are getting the New Jersey people said, "Yeah, we got it. We'll we'll block them." 
Okay. And they believed them because some people can't get well, it, on. But, but, but on let me, I, I, I've experienced this because it goes beyond that. Because if you, it's not just the fact that you can't get on, you can't take advertising dollars from the books either. Well, that's where they can get them. And you that's can't, a be, yeah, that's a better route. And you can't put advertisements on a publicly available medium. You can't run advertisements or they'll go after your license in New Jersey. Now that those are actual things with teeth. This letter from the AGA today oh, is like, come it's on. Not, yeah, this letter is nothing. I'm it's just, just saying <laughs> if you have, like if Michigan decided to follow New Jersey, right? And they said, okay, anybody operating in the state of New Jersey cannot take offshore gambling dollars to put on TV, radio, or the internet. And if you mm -hmm. are, if you're operating with a, a business license from the state of Michigan and you take offshore gambling dollars, we will come and take your license. Mm -hmm. Both your FCC license, your business license, we will fine you and prosecute you. That's going to that scare fair? the shit out of anybody who is operating a business in, in Michigan, in Detroit, in Ann Arbor. Is it fair? Yeah, is of it course fair? it's fair. It's legal to do it. But it's, boy, is that the only real way of doing it? It's not the geo-targeting blockade. It's the fact that we're going to cut your legs out and you can't actually talk to anybody. Because that's what happened to me. So like my, in my previous iteration, in my previous company, we were a nationally syndicated sports case, you know, sports radio network. And like, if you took money from an offshore, we went and did the, the legality of it and looked at the numbers and looked at where you can and cannot take dollars. How can you do it? Can you take online advertising? Because the internet is still pretty un unregulated on this. So if you have a website that's based in, you know, whatever state, and you are getting sponsored by a, by an offshore book, and you're advertising on your national radio network, in that network has an affiliate in New Jersey and that ad runs in New Jersey and somebody reports it back to the AG of New Jersey. Now you've got a license in play. That's your affiliate. It's not even the network's license in play. Network doesn't have a license. It's the operator who is now held responsible. The license holder is held responsible and they can lose the license for what your national network just played on their air. Mm. It's it's tricky. I mean, it's you, you can get people pretty scared from like the license. You're right. The teeth is the advertising wing. But if you look at the number of people who are taking offshore ads, offshore, you know, branding, offshore money, offshore offers, a lot of media companies are going to go under if they make it illegal to take advertising from an offshore. I think they'll make it illegal to advertise as much as they are for the legals before they worry about that. Interesting. You watch those games last night? Yep. Every other commercial. Sports every commercial. other, but yeah. I mean, the new Bet MGM campaign is pretty aggressive. Nonstop. It's pretty aggressive. I'll agree. Uh, I'll agree. Jamie Foxx, oh. is, is a, it's, an, it's a pretty aggressive campaign. You watch the TNT coverage? Yep. The day before? Yep, Fandle pop up because Fandle got the yeah they, they've got the they exclusive they did the they did the uh, the barcode scan yeah. you could get the QR parlay code, yeah. that Chuck says or whatever yeah I'm like man I mean it's good I mean they're just telling you right now sure here you go um, gamble with us right now you can do it right now while you're watching the game I mean and eventually it's going to be done with this yeah. Eventually, it's just going to be buy, click. Yep. It's going to pop on your screen. Hey, Timmy, FanDuel's got an offer. 
in-game bet right now. Plus yep. two, plus five, whatever. Minus 110. You want it? Yes or no? Hit enter for yes. Boom. Want to load your account? Put an extra $100 in? Link your bank account. Here. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, you want to bet? Boom. You That's coming in the next five years. You think they're worried about the guy in Curacao? I think there are people who are of the smaller operators who are part of the AGA who are worried about those guys. They want every darn dime they can get. Well, the offshores have two things that they don't have, that they'll always have. Credit and uh, anonymous bettors? Credit, one. And two, they ain't got no overhead. No. Man, they didn't, I mean, they don't need to conquer the world like DraftKings and FanDuel and BetMGM do. They, they, they spent so much money already that they have to conquer the world. There's the, They can't just carve out their niche, have 3,000 really good customers that like to bet, mm. and, you know, have guys picking up and dropping off wherever they're doing it with credit and things like that. Um, they'll never have either one of those two things. So I don't know. It's, it's really, really interesting. I just, I mean, I read that thing because I saw you tweet it mm -hmm. and I was laughing. I'm like, wow, they can't get them. They couldn't get them when I was down there 25 years ago. Now, is it 25, 97, 22, 25 years ago, I was down there. Yep. And I mean, one day they shut off Western Union. They they cut us off from taking Western Union. The money you could not transfer us money via Western Union. That was the only way that huh. people could deposit cash. By two o'clock that afternoon, we had money gram up. Wow. Two o'clock. I got to work in the office at eight. And they said the first person tried to send money, and the guy said, Western Union's down called the Western Union office because, of course, I have to go and meet everybody. So I call my girl over there. What's going on with the Western Union? Can't take any deposits, Mr. Dave. Why? What do you mean? It's just they're not. They're all blocked. They're all blocked. Huh. Two phone calls, blah, 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 blah. Tell everybody by 2 o'clock we'll have a resolution. MoneyGram. Everybody sent their money. They're a step ahead of everything. So the yeah. AGA is going to write a letter. What did Black <laughs> Friday mean to you on that day? Oh, uh, that was the poker stuff, right? Well, it impacted everyone in the betting space because every, every offshore pulled their advertising on that day. Ooh. When the I was in the books popped. here. What, what year was that? 2002, I believe it was, 20 years ago. Yeah, I was in Phoenix. I didn't even, I mean, I, I knew guys that were like, hey, what do I do? I was like, get your money, you know, yeah, but I wasn't I in the business at the time. I was working I had, at the golf course. I had Lee Sterling. I mean, Lee Sterling was uh, was his appearance on my show from Paramount Sports, who will be on at some point with us, I'm sure. Uh, Lee was funded. His interview was funded from an offshore that's now defunct. And I think he was paying me a dime a week. And in 2002 in Huntsville, Alabama, it's a pretty That's nice good. little 
Thought you'd go pretty good. It was living large. Well, it was my number one client. It was four grand a month. I was getting fifteen. I was getting fifteen percent commission off of that. And then it was there, and then it wasn't. And it was like, ouch. Because in that job, I got paid based on collections. So the, oh, I, I didn't get my money. You had to the chase company, the money until the company got the money. Oh, no, there wasn't any billing. So like, if you oh. paid on ninety days, I had to wait ninety days to get my money. And it was, it that was sucks. a tough, tough nut, man. It was uh, hard. And the owner's, the owner's wife, Miss Mary, who was the one who was in charge of the books was the hardest and toughest nut you'll ever meet, man. <laughs> she was unreal. And she would crack whips like you would not believe when Miss Mary called you down to the office. It was uh oh time. Like you knew it was not good. And you just go hat in hand and you just go down there and just like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> Matt, where's my money? That that SOB owes us $2,000. You stand up in front of his office till you get that check. I want to check, close a business. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, so as a 22-year-old kid, scared shitless 2,000 miles from my house. That was a, that was an experience that the anxiety of that four years, five year run. I still have PTSD from it, but you know what? You know who was at my wedding? Miss Mary and Mr. Bill D. Hell yeah. They came to my wedding. We invited them and they came up to my wedding and it was unbelievable to see how far they traveled, but they made me into, I hated them both for years <laughs> until I realized how much I learned and what they taught me about life in business more than anybody else in my entire life. How do you explain that to a young person? I mean, I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday, a dear friend of mine, Jason turned 46 yesterday and he's starting a really new venture. And he's been a big fan of me. And like, I've known him for years. He went to high school with Jessica and nice. they stayed in touch via Facebook. And we went to dinner one night and him and I became friends. And he kind of told the same story. He's like, man, how many people I worked for in my twenties that I just couldn't stand. Like I just, I really did not like them. Like they made my life hell. I want to explain to my kids, like, look, it's ain't supposed to be a wall walk in the park. You've got to be learning the whole time. And it ain't personal. They're that way with everybody. They don't like you. Like, you know, she was like that with everybody, right? When 100%. You in Doug, one day, Doug, one day we'll have Doug on and we'll have Doug tell stories about, I mean, I, Doug is six years. Doug is your age. He's 51. Okay. And Doug was like the Papa bear, I guess you could say. He was the guy that would kind of explain. He became like the Bill Donovan and Mary Donovan whisperer. Like, mm. Dan Bach, who you know, yep. Dan and I would often go to Doug and we go to dinner at Doug's house with Jennifer and we would just be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, how is this happening? Why am I getting raked over the coals? Why am I getting this? Why am I losing this? Like, this isn't fair. I'm trying to pay my rent. I got to pay my car payment. I'm making $24,000 a year. What the hell's going on? And Doug would just be like, here's why, here's why, this is why, this is here, this is there. And it like, it helped us tremendously. And it's why, you know, Doug is doing props, Arizona. And I stayed tight with Doug for all the, from 20 years Amazing. ago and be being tight with him. But like, I learned a lot from Doug for that reason. And a lot of stuff from Bill D because that was a, it was an old school Southern way of living. And it was an old school Southern way of doing business, which is we don't trust anybody. We don't believe anybody. We believe in one thing and one thing only. And that is a check credit card or cash. That's it. And if you don't have any of the three, 
skedaddle on back to wherever you came from. Tell me how much you're going to do this. Tell me how much you're going to do that. I'm like, no, he's going to buy for this next month and he's going to give us next year. And he's built, I, I don't care. Like that's, if you write your check, well, no, it doesn't matter then. When it comes to the check, I'll listen. <laughs> Until then, I don't want to hear any of this. Are they still doing what they're doing? No, they're both retired, but they're okay. still breeding Bernice Mountain Dogs, which was the dogs live better than humans. Oh, oh. insane. He sold, uh, I think I told the story to you off air, maybe on air, I don't know. But he, when he sold the radio company to Cumulus, he took stock. He waited a year for the stock to rise, and then he sold all the stock. On the day he was able to sell the stock, he sold it all, and I think he made $45 million Good for him. When he did it. So it pretty much set him up for life and like he can do whatever the hell he wants. Like there's, you know, he's that's set awesome. For life. But you know, he ran WVNN. He started Sean Hannity's career and started Doug, started me, started a bunch of all these, these people wow. who have gone on to do stuff in, in, in media. And all of us that get together can tell Bill Donovan war stories. It's awesome. We all learned. I mean, he's the smartest, most he's the smartest businessman I'd ever seen and ever been around. He's five, six, thin as a rail, and he plays the dumb Southern person better than anybody else I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the dude lays bear traps. He laid bear traps for the Tennessee Titans. He laid, he laid bear traps for the NBA. I mean, people who thought, I'm talking to some dumb hick, I'm from New York, blah, 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 look how big I am, look what I do. And they walked out of those conference rooms with their tail between their legs, going like, what the hell just happened? I love it. The guy's incredible. He's just an incredible. I hope I meet this guy someday. Yeah, he's just taught me so much. And like from event planning and negotiations, and he's the guy that taught me that line about, you know, if you're ever in a, in a negotiation, if you can't get up from the table, you already lost. Right. Like you just, you got to be able to walk from any negotiation. You got to be able to say, no, I'm good. Push back and law, walk out the room. And I watched him walk out on the Titans. He literally yeah. walked out on the Tennessee freaking Titans. Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, still to this day. Uh, where's he going? Like, what? what <laughs> oh, Bill's got other things to uh, do. Like, we're the Titans. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, I don't need this. Goodbye. My business will be fine. I don't need anything. It was like, I'm 23-year-old me going, wait, but like, they're the Titans. It's the NFL. Like, they're here. Like, we got to do business with them. It's the NFL. Didn't care. Don't care who you are. Unbelievable. God, I just learned. Really, really. Uh, Trying to um, teach that lesson to the kids is tough. That's, that's. Throw them in the damn deep end. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do right. Madeline. I'm going to yep. throw her in the damn deep end. I'm going to say, look, the, the Warren Buffett's line, I think it's really, it's, it's skewed entirely, but there's something true to it, right? He gave his kid a million dollars and said, that's your run. Do something with it. You're not getting any more. If you don't, you can live on it. You can sit there all set up and do whatever you want and be cushy and fine. But if you want to actually do something with your life, turn that million into something. And I mean, it's a million dollars, right? It's a ton of money. But the guy's the third richest man in the world. Like he'd give, he'd give his kid whatever he wants, but he gave him a million dollars and said, go figure it out. Right. I'll do the equivalent of like whatever money I can do with Madeline. But that's my point with Maddie is like, you're going to have to go prove that you can do it on your own. You can't, you know. Joy, way to learn. You. Yeah. I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not going to do it for you. You're going to have to do it for yourself. And well, it, I, I mean, I'll I do everything I can as a dad. And Jess is a mom, like, we'll do everything we can, but at some point we ain't going to be able to do it. <laughs> and like, we ain't going to be here. You got to know how to do this yourself. And yeah, knowing how to do it yourself is, is having that lesson. You got to be able to walk away at any time. Like, and I mean, as having, you know, 
dads of daughters keep telling them all the time, listen, <laughs> there's going to be another one. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. Like, you got to, this ain't the be all end all. Think about all. I mean, like, I fell in love like three times, like, really in love. I'm looking back, and that's one thing I go back and tell my 18 year old self relax. Oh, relax. If I could do that. <laughs> Just relax. If I could do that, a lot of things would be different for me. <laughs> if I could do that, yeah. Relax is a re, re, oh yeah. R e l a x. Relax. Relax. Yep. Just I made relax. a lot of mistakes because I was not. Nope. Wanted it too fast, too quick, yep. too much, too soon. Mm-hmm. And now I look at myself and I'm like, I'm a damn ninja now <laughs> because I had to go through that hell. I mean, it makes you to- better. It makes you better, better. no doubt. Smarter, better, sharper, Yep. but it wasn't all that fun to go through it. Nope. And and like, I think as parents, we constantly want to make the road less bumpy for our kids and we want to pave it. But then like, we don't allow them to have those learning experiences because we, we were going to, we smoothed the road out for them. Yep. We're like, maybe it shouldn't have been smooth. Maybe it should have been a rocky experience. And I tell, I know I use the Batman line with Madeline all the time. I'm like, why do we fall down? Pick ourselves back up. And I use it in, in, you know, when she's mad about a test, I'm mad about when she actually does fall down, like all those things. Like I use that as all lessons to tell, like, these are all learning experiences. You're supposed to fail. My favorite thing in the world is you lose more through fail. You learn more about yourself through failure than you do through success. Yep. And you've got to fail no, numerous times in order to get yourself to where you ultimately want to go. I just watched the, the Showtime show on Uber called Super Pumped. It's the story, the seven or eight season quick show on like how Uber got started and, and Travis Kalanick, how he started the show, how he started the Uber and, and how, what happened, how Uber went toxic and went public and everything else. But like he founded multiple companies that failed before he finally figured out Uber. And like he had to suck. <laughs> he had to be bad. So he finally figured out a way to change the freaking world. I mean, Uber changed the world. Yep. And, but you have to fail numerous times to get to that iteration, to get to that moment where you're actually doing something significant. So the odds of it being successful the first time mm. are eight trillion billion million to one. And actually, it sucks if it does hit because it skews you. Oh, right. I mean, if, if you're a one hit, when you wonder, hit that 10 game parlay, right, you think at the I beginning, time. right, it's bad. Yeah. You think, Bad. oh, I can always do this. And then if, <laughs> if it, you sell or you, I, I did it once, I can do it again. Why not? Okay, maybe, but maybe you were supposed to go one for four and the one was one for one. Then you failed and you failed and you failed. And all of a sudden you think you're a failure versus the other way around where you went over for one, over for two, over for three, and then one for four. Both guys go one for four, but both guys have very different appreciations as right. to where they are after four. Right. And like that, beginner's luck, whatever it means. I, I would rather fail first and be successful at the fourth time than be successful once, go one for one, and then fall down the next three times. The beauty of it is, is that it don't ever stop. You got to keep going. You got to keep failing to keep getting that success. And I mean, it all comes back to like the book. I mean, I, I, I say this all the time. These are all lessons you learn in the book, like, you know, either booking the games or betting the games. How many times, like, you got this bad streak this past week. You get a turnaround. You win a game last night. You ain't supposed to win with the right. total. Yeah. This Lock. could be the turn, right? Maybe. Well, let's see. We'll do better to book it here in a second. <laughs> uh, okay. A couple quick things here. 
Robert Williams, very real possibility to play against the Nets. Hell yeah. Woes today. All right, I'll give you this. Robert Williams comes back by game three. You're right. Celtics win the series. Put him away, baby. Celtics win the series. You're right. If Robert Williams is playing by game three, you're right. Which this is, is like the, a week away, huge. right? Yeah. Game three is Sunday. No, they play so game one coming up on this weekend. So Sunday's game one. Yeah. I think it's Tuesday, game two. Tuesday, game two. And following Thursday. So yeah, a week away. Is it every other day? Because it might be it might be Saturday after that. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it might be even longer than that. So, I mean, it's at least a week. It's next to but he has a week. So if he's ready in a week, that's monster. You're, you're playing, if you're on the road, if you have Robert Williams with the Celtics on the road against the Nets, it's a complete series changing development yeah. because he's, def, he's a defensive guy. You might go, well, he needs some time to get his win back or to be, you know, get his offense back. He doesn't need to score a single point in the whole series. Right. He doesn't need <laughs> just, to touch that. I mean, on offense, he can just stand there and look, look just, just watch everybody else. It's the defensive side. It's the protecting of the rim. It's stopping Kyrie in the yep. lane. Yep. Not allowing them to have easy buckets is the biggest reason why mm-hmm. him coming back is huge. Turn the Nets into a jump shooting team and watch what happens. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I was out a little bit yesterday. I'm going to hopefully come up with some something green because uh, I think we got a little bit of a run coming up. Ooh. So just saying I'm good with this. Right. I'm glad you're turning. You know, like, I'm glad you can see the light now. It, I, you know, I, we had Anik on I yesterday. Was, Did I was, you I, hear Anik's passion for yes. how much he does not like Kyrie and how I, much he I've wants been to I've We all win? hate Kyrie. I hate Kyrie. We all hate Kyrie. Everyone, everyone right. in Boston, we all hate Kyrie. Doesn't mean he's not a damn good basketball player. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. He's psychotic when he, go, when he goes off. He's still a really good player. He's just true a mental you know, whatever he is, somebody I don't particularly want to hear speak ever, <laughs> ever type of thing. Take him and his sage and go to Cancun, hopefully in two weeks. So get him out right. of here. All right. Let's talk about the biggest controversy in ba- in baseball today. Yep. Awarded Dave Roberts pulls Clayton Kershaw yep. with a perfect game going. Yes, he did. 23, Dave. We've seen 23 perfect games in the history of Major League Baseball. This isn't just a unicorn. This is the most difficult thing to do in sports. This doesn't happen. Perfect games are tough. Yep. Kershaw's at 80 pitches, 13 Ks, gets yanked after the seventh inning. Would have loved to have been in that dugout to hear that discussion. I would have cool loved to have been in that dog. You cool with it? Baseball guy? You cool with it? Um, Because Kershaw put an absolute lipstick on a pig after the game for that one for his manager by saying the goal here is to be pitching in October, not in April. Because he coming off a back injury where he no, contemplated. Like how, how many injuries? He's had so many injuries. Yeah, but like the last one was like he was going to quit playing. He was going to quit baseball was going to retire because he couldn't tie his shoes or play with his kids. So you come back, you're on a strict pitch count. You throw this, you you throw the simulated game, you throw 75 pitches and you're done. 
Doesn't matter if you throw 75 strikes, whatever. All right. 80 is the number. You can go 80 pitches. He goes 80 pitches. The results are he doesn't give up a damn hit or a walk. Completely out of everybody's control. The goal, the agreed upon number was 80 pitches. He reached the goal. Listen, Kirsch, we're taking you out. It's 80 pitches. I don't know what he said other than this is bullshit or <laughs> okay. Like and it could have been anything in between. But I mean, as a baseball fan, I want to see him pitch. Everybody does. But I need him in October. I didn't have him in October last year. We didn't win. I mean, we didn't win because we didn't have him. We had him in October before and not won. Correct. But our best opportunity to win is if Kershaw can pitch one of every game and every series that we have to play to win a World Series. And me throwing him more than the doc says in a cold place. If he hurts his back going for that, are they more mad? I mean, if the fa- the upper management, that level, everybody is everybody more pissed off. I don't if know. He this, goes into the eighth and gets hurt. Look, that if he tweet, doesn't go, this tweet from Passon destroyed. I mean, to me, is the is this Jeff Passon wrote? There have been more than two hundred and twenty thousand games in Major League Baseball history. Two hundred and twenty thousand. Okay, there have been twenty three perfect games. Twenty-three. You don't just let him try. Just a little. Just see what see. Just see what he does in the eighth inning. Just see if he gets broken up. The second it goes, the second you walk somebody, the second you walk somebody, it's over. He's out. Eighty pitches, thirteen Ks, twenty. Kershaw has a no hitter. He's already thrown one. Right. Not like he hasn't done that. He has a ring. He has no hitter. A perfect game is a unicorn in sports. I I love it. I I mean, I would have let him stay in. I'd have been Hell like, look, yes. I'm like, you're staying in. You give up a hit or a walk, you're done. Yep. Fair, coach. See you. Let's go. I mean, the 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 um the game itself was decided. It was seven nothing. Yeah. I mean, even if he gets to like a three two count with somebody, like even if he starts like laboring pitches, I pull him. Like the second you 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 show a little bit of frailty, I'm going with the hook. But he was mowing down hitters yesterday. I leave him in. 13 Ks of the 21 outs he recorded. You know how awesome that is. Like that 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 is such a dominant performance. And you voluntarily go out there and say, "Give me the ball." Like what? I mean. There's- there's oh. not an old timer alive that would understand that. I'm 45 and I don't understand that. I know. I mean, just on history's side, at some level, you're a fan. On some level, you're you're looking at the game and you're like, we've never seen this. This guy's never done this. He's a Hall of Famer. This that shit's on your plaque. Through a perfect game, April 13th, 2022. We still had to get six outs. Okay, but if he throws it, you, you're you the one who stopped it. Not a bat. Not a walk. Manager, you stopped the perfect game. 
stinks. It's I don't awful. like it. It's history. You've just ruined yeah. again. I can say all the things about like Matt. It's April. He has like got a back injury. He's fragile. Yes. Understand everything that goes into the calculus as to why they took him out. But let him start the eighth inning. Correct. Let him start it. Let him Correct. just take a look at it. Just look at the velocity. Look at the location. If he strikes up the first batter, let him go to the second batter. K's that guy. Let him go. Like, just let it, like, let come it go. on, man. Let, let him it go. go. Just let it see. If he gets to 100 pitches even, okay? But chances are he could have gone 10 pitches, 10 pitches and be done, and you have a perfect game. Yeah, A moment that can catapult your season. Yep. Awful. Just awful. I Speaking agree. of awful, I thought Vlad Guerrero was seriously hurt yesterday. Got his really? hand stepped on. Dude's yeah. bleeding. Yep. Three dongs later, kid's fine. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> MVP? Where are we on Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Oh, he's in a topic every day. He's in he's in a discussion every day. There's no question. Um, he's a beast. He 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 is. You want to talk about a guy that is going to play through stuff? I mean, he got his hand stepped on. He went up and hit a homer. Okay. Um, he hit a homer on a ball that tied him up. That <laughs> he went like this. He had to get the barrel like that, and he yeah. hit it 350 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Not his hands extended. His hands yeah. in here like this. Yeah. It's amazing what these guys do. Their hands are, are just... And that's what wood bats like. I mean, I see it in the cages and I see these kids and everybody's got aluminum bats and stuff. I'm just, I sit in sheer awe when I watch some of these guys hit because they turn around at 98, like it's nothing right inside low outside this. Um, yeah, he's in the discussion. Definitely. I mean, he's could argue he's the favorite right now because well, because Trout doesn't stay healthy. Right. And Shohei is still tough to beat, but we'll see what he does this year. The novelty's um, worn off. I don't yeah, know if it's just automatic because the guy pitches and hits. He's the MVP. He has no, to pitch gonna, and hit good. Right. He needs to go 15 and five and hit yeah. 25 home runs. So, yeah. SoCal DJ just said, we haven't had a perfect game in over nine years in Major League Baseball. I don't know if we ever will again. I don't know if the manager will allow their pitchers to go long enough to, to acquire one. That's what I mean. Like the <laughs> like, organization has told them you can't let a guy throw too many pitches to like, it's all kind of scripted. They don't allow, there's no feel. There's yeah. no, <clears throat> excuse me. There's no, um, I don't want to say seat of the pants, like managing, it's it's too by the book. Yeah. It's like these analytics guys in the yeah. book. Structured. You, right. You have to read the room sometimes. <laughs> Guy's got a perfect game going through seven and has thrown 80 pitches. Seven. Let him stay. All right. So today is April 14th, 2022. Coming in early January, 2023, at Fenway Park. Boston Bruins are hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins in the winter classic. How about that? Are we going to say that? here today that you and I will be 
in my home city for this event. Man, it's going to be cold. So? <laughs> Hockey game in Fenway Park looks awesome. It's is that New Year's Day? Two days after. It's the third. January oh, okay. 3rd. It's January, right. January 3rd. Okay. We going? Wouldn't it be something if the Steelers were playing the Patriots or something in a, in a playoff. playoff game there too? <laughs> Goodness gracious, that would be incredible. I um, hate being cold more than anybody else, but I will say here on April 14th, 2022, that if you want to go, I will go to this. Right. Um, it sounds like, I mean, I've never been to one of the outdoor games. I haven't either. Yeah. Um, and having just been at Fenway and how see, close. Uh, I've seen are. it. I've, I've actually skated on Fenway Park on the ice when they've had the Winter Classic. Oh, for real? Yeah. I've skated on it when they had it back in 2012, 2011 or 12. Okay. They, they did a media skate. So I went down there and skated on the ice. Nice. The I didn't go to the game, but it was, I skated on the ice at Fenway park. Um, I think it's really uh, a great place for it because the sight lines are unbelievable. You're Perfect. closer to the field than anywhere. Like it ain't like going to a game at, um, you know, Allegiant. Well, at Target Field too, when they did it in Minnesota, like the ballpark was so big that it was nobody was near. Like, like the, the you you had the ice, but then the fans were so far away from like at Fenway. The way they put the the ice is like there's good sight lines. The best sight lines actually are the ones that are up in the luxury boxes. Right. The EMC the EM EMC squared club they call it now I think right. Mm. Um, those are the best sights, the best sight lines to see down in the, into the ice. Yeah, as long as we figure out a way to stay warm. I mean, it's been a while since I've <laughs> well, been. Well, I mean, technically, you could be in the press box. I mean, you can watch the game from the press box. That's indoors. Right. So you're warm. I want to be down like in between the benches. Oh, you want to be. So then you're not going to be warm. You're going to be freezing cold. Um, yeah, I mean, but I might, have to, <laughs> might have to talk to Jonesy or somebody and say like, hey, man, give me one of them passes. I, I, I've done this before where, you know, I'll carry the bag, meaning you're equipment bag or whatever so the penguins i've done it for the steeler games have you really yeah yeah watch a couple games on the wow. sideline wow it's fantastic it's fantastic so we get down close but um i'll make this a slight favorite how about that how's it how's i'm that in work? i i'll make it i i can tell you right now i can make it a minus 250 that i will be there if you want to be there if you want to go do a show from there I got the people. I got the locations. I mean, shit, if we really needed to, we could do it from WEI Studios in center field. Wow. Like if we really had to, if we really needed to pull strings and really go after it, there is a studio in Venway Park that we could pay to use that just sits there. You know, they may be using it for some point at some point for a live show pre-Bruins, but, you know. There's places and ways that whole area is wired for doing all the things that we that we do. Huh. So we can do shows from there. My friend is the COO of the Red Sox, Sam Kennedy. So like, it's very, if you want, so this to, is eight months away. This is eight months away. And I can tell you right now that if you want to be there at for doing a show for this game, we can make this happen. Damn. We have to go to New Hampshire to place the bets, but Drive up to drive up ninety three to go to New Hampshire to get right. a place in with DraftKings, but we can get it. We can go down there. I mean, shoot, the wind guys. You just we just do the show from from WinBet's bar at Encore. 
Like I just like just call up Maddie Lindemann and say, Hey dude, we need to use your bar. And we're going to do the show from the bar. Right. At Encore. I would love to see your reaction to Encore in Boston. It's a mini me of the place in Vegas. It's so funny. Really? The lighting is the same. The setup is very similar. Yeah. They lean more into the Asian influence a bit more than we do right. here in Vegas. Yeah. But it's it's very funny. Like if you closed your eyes and we're like, you're in Vegas, you might buy it for like a 30 seconds. So you looked around and we're like, nah, I'm not in Vegas. Right. They have the they have the carousel. They've got all the same like balloon features. They've got the Popeye guy. Like they probably got a good deal on that stuff. All the signage and all that other stuff. It's all the same. same. It's all the same. (laughs) Just double down. Make it identical. It it looks the same. It's just smaller. It's the same like, you know, half moon design. Oh, same color. Same everything. Same on the skyline. Same color scheme. Same writing on the sides as Encore. So now is that like that's nowhere near Fenway because I didn't see it. Is it up by Fenway? Everything's Hall? near Fenway. It's Boston's like a posted stamp. By the by the way the crow flies, it's three miles. Okay. But that three miles to get there is a lot more complicated <laughs> to get over there. Cause it's right. in uh it's in Everett, which is a really rough suburb of the city. Mm. But revitalization, cheaper land, go in there and build it. And now that they don't charge for parking anymore, they got, they got really hit hard on that. So mm. they don't charge for parking anymore. So I'm just saying, if you want to go, we can make it happen. I like it. I like staying at Encore, doing <laughs> the show from Encore. I think we, I think we talked to our Winbit friends and make this, make this a reality. Right. And the Bostonian gets to be live from Boston. That's pretty good. That would be a very fun event for the Penguins and the Bruins. Right. Uh, Vegas, Calgary tonight. Vegas yep. lost to Vancouver. They did. This is a must win for the Golden Knights. They're minus one. I mean, Calgary minus 160 favorites tonight. Oh, are we doing this must win thing again? I don't know. I'm asking, is it? I mean, no, but yes. Like, again, we're not at the point said, where we're getting you eliminated. Said it's, a th- it's a three game trip. 0 oh, and three is disaster. 0 oh, and three. One is and bad. two is bad. Two and one is successful. They can't go three. You know, they already lost. Right. So they lose, lose tonight. Lose tonight. They're zero and two. Yeah, they're going to lose tonight too. Oh, that's not good. Now L.A. got curb stomped last night by the Avalanche. Oh, so, <laughs> so that's the one benefit is that Man. L.A.'s not playing well either. So. The other night, well, I mean, it's no shame getting beat by Colorado. It's a little shameful getting beat nine two, which is what they did. Um, but every other team in this race for this. Five teams, four spots, won the other night, except Vegas. And the team behind them beat beat them. them. Yep. So, again, it just becomes a math problem. They have to jump so many teams. Can't lose these games. There's only seven left. I think they lose tonight, though. You like a side? No. No side? In-game watch for me. If I bet it, it's in-game. Yeah, I'll just watch them <laughs> personally. I don't. I think Calgary might kill them. I mean, I don't know. Stone's back. Yeah. So mm. you know, I I don't know what to expect as far as a bounce back. Um, it's not. It's not the offense I'm worried about. Their defense is a mess. Leonard looks bad. I mean, he <laughs> he did not look good against Vancouver. They get so many shots. Yep. But they don't ever feel like they have that many shots. You look at the late in the third period, you're like, they got 46 shots. How do they get 46 shots? 
Like they're out shooting everybody, but the the danger areas they're not getting the multiple opportunities. Mm. I mean, Demko looked great for Vancouver. I, I, how do they score enough goals to beat Calgary tonight? I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a. It, I think Calgary's live on the puck line. To be quite honest, tonight, mm. if you want to look at okay. that, it's, it's not good. All right, Mister Hatware, Wagers.com this morning. Their story of the day is an interesting one. So. Fanatics has now acquired the back end operating system yep. to run their sports book. Yep. You in on Fanatics? You're going to be a, a, a if, if Fanatics has a book, you like the fact that we have an apparel company to run a sports book? Oh, it's fantastic. Are you kidding me? I, I put my threw my hat in the ring, so to say, to, to <laughs> I can wear the hats and move the numbers if you'd like. So. This is like your um, I don't know how many company. people could your do that. Dream, dream company. <laughs> Perfect. I think it's great. It's ironic, though, and you saw that uh, response on Twitter. If you didn't, you can go back and see it. Um, the stuff they're using isn't good. The back end <laughs> stuff. Into- yeah, the back end platform. It's interesting. I don't know how successful they're going to be if you don't have – you get one opportunity to get a customer in this business. If the software sucks, yep, you lose them. That's the edge that, like, right now, the big boys have. They got the best stuff, and it makes it easy. It shouldn't be hard to make a bet. It should be hard to pick the winner. shouldn't be hard to make the bet. If you're using junk, it's hard to make a bet. Customer leaves. Fanatics? I mean, I'm a big supporter, obviously. I got a lot of hats. I love the hats. I love I love it all. I think yeah. they got a lot of money behind them. I just don't know how serious they are about being a book. This is Hard what drives Rock, me crazy. Hard Rock Digital and Fox Bet are the best known. FUBU, PlayUp, and Bet Wildwood also use the Almelco platform Yeah, that Fanatics is using. Yeah. Books that I don't generally hear ringing endorsements for in terms of how their applications work. So surprising. I'm, I'm with you. I'm surprised that they went this route on an operating system and a back end to not go a bit more high end given the everyone wants the list, right? Fanatic is supposedly going into the sports book business because they have a monster list of sports of fans. Of course. For email yes. addresses. They're going to pump their book out to pump and push an email and alert. Hey, sign up for a new account, get a 50 buck site credit to go buy whatever gear you want. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, free, whatever Jersey favorite team Jersey for a hundred dollar deposit. They've got advantages that other people don't have in terms of offer opportunities, but it's got to work when you make the bet. Yeah. The play. You have to. And this is where I get caught up in it. And I like to ask the people because I've been asked this question about getting back in the ring and moving the numbers and helping with the numbers and taking the bets and all this stuff. And I'm like, are you a marketing company? Or you're a sports book. Oh, I mean, because there's a difference. Yep. 100%. If you want to be a marketing company, that's fine. Don't ask me for winning. Don't ask me for losing. <laughs> Don't ask. If you want us to book the games, I got really good guys. We can build a team. We can we can make it work. You pick. You tell me what you want to be because it's two different things. 
Fanatics, by being where they're at with what they picked, looks more like a marketing company than a sports book to me. Just saying. Definitely worth watching for sure as yep. to what, what they're going to look to do long term. All right. Uh, time for the bet prep prop bet of the day. There is no basketball today, like you mentioned. So we are going back to hockey and the one bet existence of the prop of the day, hockey wise, one and oh. Going back to the ice tonight. Patrice Bergeron and the Boston Bruins taking on, excuse me, the New Jersey Devils tonight. Remember this game for a bet and better to book it. Patrice Bergeron, here comes the prop bet that you like. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Boston's playing Ottawa. Sorry, yes, Ottawa. Excuse me. I'm confusing New Jersey. I'm sorry. I was like, New Jersey's playing playing Colorado. Colorado, yes. There's a prop, there's a parlay coming that involves these teams. I just, okay, all right, all right. I I, I apologize on that. Boston, Ottawa. At home. Yeah. Bergeron over three and a half shots on goal at minus 130. What's the juice? Minus 130? Yep. Bergeron okay. takes 4.9 shots, 4.09 shots per game. Okay. Has had four more shots in every game after his team failed to cover, which Boston did in their last game, averaging six per game. Every game, all eight against a team with a losing record. In six of the seven games at home, Bergeron has averaged 4.6 shots per game. Patrice Bergeron over three and a half shots on goal tonight, betting it or booking it. Um, this is an easy one for me. I think bet it. Yeah. Bet it. I think bet it. Ottawa sucks. <laughs> not Ottawa sucks. Any, they're not playing for anything. And Boston lost. Yes, they've lost three or four. Boston, I said, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, barring, uh, I mean, he's going to get three, right? I mean, he just needs to get four. Mm-hmm. He's going to get three. Is mm-hmm. the, Very rarely, if you go back probably in his game logs, does he have a zero, one, or two? Mm. He's just all around the puck. I mean, Puck's on he's a stick always in right here. Yeah, I mean, just he's the puck mover. So, he's, yeah. So, I like it. Yeah, this is this is an easy one for me on that. All right. Uh better to book at time. Mm-hmm. We oh no, sorry. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. Sorry. I skipped one. Sorry, yeah. sorry, fair. Hold on. I skipped one. I just, just want to get yeah, I, I skipped over this. Do you have oh, USFL? Correct. Good. Do you have any interest in the USFL starting on Saturday? <laughs> interest okay. in how? Well, I can I will not ask you a single thing for the entire season about better to book it on it. I will not. It will not bring it up. If you have no interest in this because it is a wonky, weird thing to bet, and it's simply a bet because it's football for fun in the yep. spring. Yep. Do we talk about it or do we ignore it? No, I don't think we ignore it. I think it's okay. a, I think it provides an opportunity to discuss. I mean, because you know, like Gabe and Cam asked me about it yesterday, and I looked at the lines and I'm like, this is great. The lines are two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Or Four and a half. And I was like, four and a half. Wow. Pittsburgh must be really bad. Like, geez, how, every line should be the same. I mean, you don't know. Nobody knows. No. The totals are almost all the same 42 and a half, 42 and a half, 41 and a half, and 43 and a half. Do you remember what happened in the beginning of the last time they did spring football? Yeah. Every game went under. Under, under, under. Every <laughs> game went under. We were in the book going, what the hell are these numbers? 13-3, 13-10, 14-10, All under, under, under. Never in the first three weeks. All under. Shot. 
In never pool. shot. Not even close. It was 41, 40. Any number. We, I, I vividly remember this because I was at the Palms doing pushing the odds when we were doing this. Anytime the number hit 44 or higher, it was an auto bet on the under. Correct. That's your number. Anything 44 is your key number in spring football. Anything over 44, you're betting under automatically. It doesn't matter the teams bet under. <laughs> I think you can just blindly bet under right now. This yeah. is this is what it is. I mean, it's just it's under, 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 under. But um the books will adjust quicker this time. I don't know how the handle's gonna be. I really don't because I made the first ever bet at at, at your book last time they did spring football. Oh, really? It was the first one ever to make make a bet on the uh what was it called? AF. American AF. Alliance. I was the first ever. You, you put the lines up at nine o'clock in the morning. I was so geeked because they were going to embrace sports betting. It was the first league ever to fully put their arms around sports betting. Yes. They're going to have a sports betting application. They were going to let you bet live in their app eventually. Mm-hmm. I placed the first ever over the counter bet at CG at the Palms. Did it win? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was 50 bucks on the San Diego, whatever the hell they were called. Oh, that's great. 50 bucks on San Diego minus four, five and a half, whatever it was. They lost by 10. They got killed. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. See, so like, I mean, it's, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to check it. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'll watch the scores for it's on sure. three platforms. It's on Fox, NBC, and Peacock on Saturday. It's all the same place. Are you aware of that? They're all at the game. All the games are at Birmingham. What do you mean? They don't travel? They don't travel. That's what Gabe told me yesterday. All the games are at one place. Saturday night in Birmingham and then Sunday in Birmingham. They're playing three games back to back to back. Now, he could be wrong. You know what Planet Gabe's on sometimes. The playoff games are getting played at Canton, Ohio. So playoff games, semifinal and the championship game won't be played in Birmingham. But, okay, it's everything everything you need to know. Postseason games are going to be played at Canton, Ohio. Uh, let's see. Can you bet on USFL who will call the games? Blah, blah, blah. Head coaches. We oversee. Can you watch the games? Officials. You, you might be right because they're not talking about it at all. So you're telling me the Michigan Panthers are playing every game in Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. Wow. They buried that. They kept that quiet. I wonder why I didn't know. Until he just told me yesterday. And again, they have three-point conversions after touchdowns. That's the one hook on overs. You got, on unders, you got to be careful. Yeah. Three-point conversions on touchdowns. That's really crazy. Take the ball on your own 33 and get a first down. You got to get 12 yards. To, to convert to a three-point play? No, no, no. The three-point play is extra point is one, two-point conversion right. is two. A three-point play is put the ball on the 10. And go for it. I'll and go it. every time. Yeah. Every damn time you do that. Yeah. It looks that tickets on sale, protective stadium. But see, it says for the generals and the stallions for the inaugural game, but it doesn't say they're playing every freaking game on the same damn place. Yeah. That's really crazy. So they're hoping that Birmingham fans are the ones that go. Cause like, so when Tampa Bay plays Pittsburgh, that game's in Birmingham. That's what he said. It's a triple header Sunday at the same place. I didn't know. 
let's see. The, see what can you buy tickets for a Michigan Panthers game? Let's go to a Michigan Panthers. <laughs> if you go to the Michigan Panthers website, you've been to that stadium in Birmingham, right? No, that's the UAB stadium. That's the stadium that they built when they when they killed the UAB football program yeah. and they brought it back. Yeah. That's the that's the new stadium. Oh, you're he, he's right. Every freaking game is in Birmingham. <laughs> oh my goodness that's a made for tv event no fan engagement i mean other than there nobody from michigan is going down to see their spring football team play they're called the pittsburgh maulers they've never been in pittsburgh that's the oddest thing i've ever seen (laughs) that's bizarre yeah wow they kept that quiet yep so is that the new model? Is that what we're going to see for the XFL too? Put them in one city and leave them there? Don't know. I mean, like how hard? Think about being the marketing guy for the Mis- for the Michigan Panthers. Yeah. Trying to get people in Detroit to give a shit about a football team that will never play in your home state. How you do that? I don't know. A lot of Skype interviews on the local TV <laughs> news. Like, well, how the hell do you do that? I don't know. Wow, that's going to be good question. Here's the thing, though, from a betting perspective, makes it easier. Oh, no question. Makes it easier. No question. Makes it more predictable that these teams aren't traveling. These teams aren't moving around. Same stadium. Everyone's playing in the same weather. When the weather's crappy, everyone's playing in the same situation. So if you're rolling the games back to back to back, (laughs) first game goes under because they can't move. Okay, but the second game. Yep, the same thing. Oh, yep. that's wild. That's really wild. All right. We'll watch it. We'll keep Not, an eye on it. Well, no, I'll bet it tomorrow. Well, I'll be a part of Better to Book It tomorrow. Oh, boy. Better to Book It. All I right. mentioned the Bruins and the Avalanche. I mentioned the Bruins and the Ottawa Senators and the Avalanche and the Devils. I am going low-hanging fruit today, Dave. I'm going to try to just watch the ball go through the net. The Bruins are at home. Desperate for a win. Lost three out of four. Ottawa is horrible on the road. Avalanche are on a back-to-back, but they're playing the Devils, who are one of the worst road teams in the entire NHL, and it's a 9-2 win last night for for Colorado. Their offense stays hot. Don't need them to win the game more than just by one. Bruins, Avalanche, Moneyline Parlay at minus 143. Wow. Wow. We need a live chicken. We're trying to change it all right now. And I like it. We're just trying to get one to go through the hoop here. I'm trying to hit <laughs> hit a four-foot putt. There's nothing, nothing too crazy. Just let's just two teams at home, bad hockey teams that are they're facing. Both of the opponents have been eliminated from the playoffs. Bruins are Bruins haven't clinched yet. And the Avalanche are trying to get the number one seed. Betting or booking it. As bad as you're running, I'm booking it. Not a bad idea. <laughs> not, not a bad idea. I like it. Watch though. the like, Avalanche lose at home to the Devils. It's that's the weird one, right? Like Boston's probably going to beat Ottawa, mm-hmm. um, and New Boston Jersey for absolutely no reason, being the biggest dog of the day. Yep. Oh no, they're not even the biggest dog of the day. My one goodness, of. Carolina's a gigantic favorite against Carolina. Tampa, is I couldn't do I because Tampa lost to the Devils at home recently. <laughs> So I was like, I was going to take Tampa. And I was like, you know what? I'm not trusting Tampa to cover. They may lose. Like if they're not, if they're not interested, they can lay eggs. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, I can't trust the, the lightning to win that game. 
So I was like, I'm just looking at teams that, who is playing at home against a shit team who needs a win. Right. It's like, well, yeah, they're both playing for something. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and take a minus 143 flyer on this and lay some juice it. and get a win. Oh my goodness. Um, boy, there's some gigantic numbers in hockey yes. today, huh? Yes. Woo. You, almost, you almost have to parlay these games. Down. A lot of lumberjacks. There's a lot of yeah. wood. You got to lay a lot of wood today. I call these the lumberjack specials. Chopping wood all day today in hockey. How about the Coovers? Gumpy calls them the Coovers. Vancouver, you didn't want to use them? No. It's Arizona? They, no. I don't okay. trust that team. All right. That's a, that's, a, that's a team that needs it, but I don't trust them. Okay. I just need a layup. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Vancouver I'm, money line. That's my that's my layup to you. Vancouver money line. All right. Yeah. We'll see how, how that goes. So you're booking this. I don't blame you. I am. Two baseball. I'm worried play. about one of them lose. All right, guys. We're back tomorrow. Follow the show at Boston versus the book. Subscribe on YouTube. Props on YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book.